It's time for architecture, coffee, and ink. Hello, this is Hollywood C, and you're listening to Architecture, Coffee, and Ink, a podcast dedicated to introducing concepts, detailing out designs, and tackling the architecture you might not realize the meaning behind. I'm your hostess, and I'm here today to start introducing you to the designs that make you wonder why. So I ask you to brew your coffee, grab your sketchbook and pen, and let's begin. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have you guys join me today on another interview or conversation episode, this time with Casper Siezu author of win-win house moving in-house cco at zeit and an overall guru of marketing he walks us through his design process and introduces and explains his latest book he also explains why those of us in design should think more about marketing and talks through some of the latest trends with that join me in welcoming casper to the show Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm so excited to have you today. Do you want to just go ahead and introduce a little bit about yourself, maybe your company as well? Yes, I would like so. So I'm Casper. Uh, I'm come from a, a company called Site, which builds and in and runs in-house agencies for a various number of companies. We also just help them build it and then leave again. And so it's it's mostly from marketing perspective that I I, I do this. I've been working in advertising agency for. I don't know, the first 15 years of my career. And then I switched to in-house and building in-house agencies at companies like Maersk and Saxo Bank and George Jensen. So very different companies. And I wrote a few books, two books about it and a sidetracked book uh, on the way there uh, because I couldn't concentrate. So I'm, I'm kind of involved in a lot of different things, but my main focus is of course, the, the site company where we, we built the in-house agencies. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely have read your book win-win house just that one i was hoping to read the others but i didn't get a chance yet but i was actually interested in bringing you on the show because i know that as designers we really don't think about marketing a lot but we should and it should definitely be a fundamental part of our companies for all of the students interested in learning what would you say they need to know most about marketing just a broad strokes before we dive into the specifics i think you can i i think i have a few few main points you can easily get overwhelmed by all the tools and all the platforms out there i mean it's so easy to to spread yourself thin and use your money on facebook advertising or meter or instagram and so on and, and you need to be everywhere you need to do play banners and everything. And I would say, don't do that. You waste a lot of money. Focus on something, maybe focus on a good idea. At the moment, what I see are the best ideas is something happening in, in real life. So do something somewhere that people will notice. Maybe just a small, <laughs> small, tiny percentage of your target audience and then use that to create content. So so that would be my, my, main, my main tip for today is do something good that people will notice, something that stands out of the ordinary a splash or something instead of trying to do post something every day or or create banners and ads in in newspapers and so on because you will you will spend a lot of money don't get too focused on measuring i mean mm -hmm. i love data but but sometimes you end up measuring the last point instead of you know what big impression you're actually making so that would be my my my, my main advice with someone just moving into to marketing and then it's about tests 
and learn and try out and make a lot of mistakes, I think. Make make small <laughs> small mistakes uh, that you can afford and then learn from that. Uh, test out things, hypotheses and so on. Okay, well, thank you. That's great advice. When I first left grad school, I realized they never taught me anything about marketing, which is funny. A lot of us will go into our own firms, we'll go into you know our own companies. And so I was looking at your portfolio and I saw that you did the What Now ad, I think it was, with the cars, the Hyundai. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's next? Uh, so What's next? <laughs> we actually, it was actually a follow-up. So we did a Hyundai ad when they first introduced their, their first new design. Uh, so they brought in a brand new design team and they want to change the brand perception. So they... They launched a, a car called Ionic 5 uh, two years ago, I think, um, in, in, in Scandinavia at least. And for that one, we did, uh, they wanted to say everything, but, but just in two words, uh, and it should go on a billboard or somewhere. <laughs> we did something, uh, an ad called uh, Say What or Say mm -hmm. That, because, I mean, we're using a, a word for, <laughs> yeah, for electricity and so on. So, so and then we, we needed to do a follow-up and we kept playing on the words of, of what and that so we did uh, what's next which is the or that's next uh the opposite you know the obvious one and then we did a few ones about you know what is love and yeah what insight matters or something like that so we, we did a, a few ones to play around with that word which really got a lot of attention from just showing a car and i guess that's kind of the the technique that i sometimes teach is to do this mix now i'm just going down that that road now uh, it's it, you know try to to do a, a mix when you do ideas try to take one word or one sound or one image from one point that you want to talk about and one point from the company brand or something. If you look at, at McDonald's ads, they're very good at, at doing this very simple, very graphic way of, of taking one product. Let's say it's the it's the logo or it's the product or the fries. So let's say they want to do a Halloween ad. They use the logo and then they want to say something about Halloween and they can see that the logo actually reassembles two ghosts. So they just put in two dots as eyes and then you have a Halloween ad for something like that or it could be they also did one with the, the the fry box, just having two fries with ketchup on one of them. So it looks like, you know, teeth from Dracula or something like that. That's another way of, of using it. So I, I, I don't know what it's called, the method. I call it the cross method or the mix method, which is a very simple way to get graphical ideas for advertising. And that's kind of what we did here. So we want to say something, take a familiar phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to explain it. I hate people explaining that the jokes or something like that. But the idea was to take something from from one, one area, like in this case, it was talking about electricity or power or something like that. And then at the other the other side, we wanted to say something that some, this is something you should look at. It's something that stands out. It's what's coming next and something like that. So it's, it's, it's very easy when you break it down, but sometimes it's just really, you know, it, it stands out when you just have two or three words, just big headlines instead of trying to explain everything in, yeah, in a billion words. It's difficult until you do it. <laughs> no, it was a really powerful ad. I felt like it was the perfect example of like all of our teachers tell us simple is sometimes better. And if you go too far in the wrong direction, but like you had such a beautiful, well done series there. I really loved it. Speaking of your process, do you mind just kind of explaining like how your process goes before we kind of dive into more about your book and your expertise? 
Yeah, I, I really like talking about that. That's, um, I mean, I've started a small school here in, in Copenhagen three years ago. Mm -hmm. And and I always had this, and I, I, I mean, I know probably all the creative people I know have this self-doubt, uh, questioning, why am I doing this? I'm not good at this. And so I started actually looking in at, at methods. How do you how do you create something new? How do you develop ideas? And I've I've studied and read a lot of books about it. So so my method is is just get a lot of shit out. I mean, I have this saying, I say it's really difficult to do a hundred bad ideas in a row. So <laughs> if you don't judge and you just start creating, just writing everything down, there will be something that springs to another idea. And if you share them with someone, which is a really good idea, not a big brainstorm with 10 people, two people, three people at the max you can actually you you know my bad idea becomes slightly better when someone listens to it and say oh maybe if we take this part and that part it will it will be great do a lot and this is where i think uh, tools i mean ai tools simple ones just like chat gpt just is is really great for just creating getting you the first half of the way the 50 percent, the 60 percent, just spitting out bad ideas that you can pick from and, and start <laughs> working on. So that's my process. Uh, the first one is just, and I start often, I start actually with this frost method, mixed method. So let's say I want to do a fast internet or something like that. Then I would have like, you know, fast in one row and internet in the other one. So it could be anything that 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 relates to fast. Mm -hmm. So jiphead uh, running, uh, lightning, anything, all the bad things that you come up with, but sometimes the cliches often spark something else. And the other row, I would have something with uh, internet. So it could be the Wi-Fi symbol or ethernet cable or anything, a mouse or something like that, you know, for computer. And then it's just starting to combine those, try to come up with, with ideas, images, words, something that you just haven't used before. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's my method actually. Um, so <laughs> do a lot of those and, and share them. And then uh, hopefully someone will, will pick it up yeah, so that's my uh, my method that I I try to teach, um, mm -hmm. and 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 I would say rather do one great idea than try to create like a gazillion bad ideas or mediocre ideas uh, to post something every day. Do something that stands out that people will will notice. Well, you said that you started a school up there. So, what do you mind saying a little bit more about that? That's so interesting. So I didn't start the entire school. So it's, I think, 13 years ago as just, uh, and I didn't start that for, for uh, like an, an ad advertising school to, to teach people how to, to create ideas and, and advertising. And then they started a copywriting course seven or eight years ago. And then three years ago, four years ago, I started the the content course as such, uh, where we have, uh, we started out by 13, uh, 30 nights uh, every Wednesday for, yeah, almost a year where we were talking about social media and how to create content and, and so on. So I, I think I cut it down to 20 nights now uh, because it's taking too much time. I try to, so I only teach one night and then I'm the, what do you call it? Hit, not the headmaster, the class teacher uh so, so sorry i said the professor yeah i guess i'm i'm introducing the different uh, subject matter uh, teachers so it's it's all people working in the advertising or content uh, industry coming in and and doing one class one night so whenever we talk about ai or we talk about the new thing we bring someone in who's who's who just did this great uh, case or working with it every day so so i'm i'm just there yeah making sure everybody is okay and then i have to 
this one teaching ideas and how to come up with ideas uh, night. And that's basically it. And now we're, we're we're changing the name to 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 something else, but I can't reveal that. <laughs> no, I totally understand. That's so cool. That's so interesting to I have a special place for teachers and learning and stuff like that. So I always love to hear that connection. But I did want to go just kind of dive into, you know, your experience as well as trends in the field, because you said you have a lot of experience. So you've seen kind of like has the market's been evolving. Is there anything you could say to that front, maybe? Yes. So every year we actually do, and I just brought it along, uh, a report called the in-house barometer, okay. uh, in lack of a better name, uh, where we talk to, I don't know, a thousand marketing people about where is, and, and I'm very much into in-housing, bringing things close, I mean, to the to the company. So we talk talk to, to marketers, where do you think the, the in-house market is going? And mm-hmm. we just did that, and I've been working on it all day, so it's coming out in, in March, the, the 24 report. And one of the things I think is really interesting in that one is both due to maturity in the companies, but it's also, of course, tools and AI and such, is that more and more companies are now bringing in creativity. And I think that's really interesting. So you get kind of the best of both worlds. You have the advertising agency where you have a lot of creative people working on on great ideas, but you also get that product knowledge and actually working in depth with things. A lot of companies. So, so I think that's that's really one of the things that's happening right now is that big companies are bringing in creative people to work uh, on their brands in house because they have the tools and the, and the platforms. Uh, so that's a I think that's a, a big insight. It's 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 been kind of like in house agencies been yeah where people come to die <laughs> for a creative career uh, for from for many years and then i think for the last 10 years it has been an, an a, a shift towards actually working uh, to bringing in really really talented people and and working with with the creativity in house um, so so that's i think that's really interesting yeah that is very interesting it's interesting cuz i do think that as designers we do a lot of marketing but we consider marketing to just be like a rendering of here's my building and that's about it your book the Wind Win House was talking a lot about the bringing it in and not to be afraid of it and the advantages and disadvantages of it. But you were talking in one chapter about like letting everyone contribute, but realizing that everybody does have their roles for a reason. So I was kind of interested in kind of talking through that dynamic a bit with you. Like, could you just expand on that idea and how people can contribute to a team positively? Yeah. So actually, that's the biggest trick when we build in-house agencies is to let people do what they're best at. So Mm -hmm. you have, of course, course you can have the and now we're referring to it as the brainstorm or the the uh, the startup project where where you invite people in and you hear them out and and that's one of the great advantages of of being close that you can just walk down to the engineer who, who did the product or the architect who, who designed one part of it and ask why, why did you do this and what's the great thing about it but then as you move on you have to let people do what they do best. One of the, the things I've seen that a lot of companies are failing at when they build in-house setups in any way is that they like they make the designers also be their own project manager and they they invite them into all the meetings and uh, and so on. And that's a lot of waste on, on people's time. It's also mm-hmm. really difficult to be creative in just in a time slot from, yeah, from 9 p.m. to 10.30, you have to come up with a great idea. Then you have to attend this meeting and just 
just sit there and listen because later on you will need this information maybe instead try to to let people do what they do best and that's uh i think that's really important start up having a lot of uh, opinions and listen some of it might be good and some of them, some people you know there's always someone in the organization that does something completely different it might be client service or something like that the receptionist to pick up the phone and say people are always complaining about this and that maybe that's a good a good uh, way to to actually pick up on something. If, if maybe there's a there's a human problem behind that business problem that you are trying to solve. Maybe there's yeah a different way to do it. I think I have an example in the book from when I was at at George Jensen. Do we have time to? to I'll just yeah. go through it. It's, it's a fun example. So George Jensen is a it's it's a very old Danish jewelry company and home in in, in decorating company. Um, and and we just did a new website. It was very Scandinavian-ish in in its uh, it looked very pale and 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 bright colors and so on. And then the the web designer came down and said, actually the head of of, of our e-commerce platform came down to our floor. Um, we're very lucky. We had like different floors, so we have silversmith doing the craftsmanship in the basement, and then we have an archive with designs mm -hmm. and everything on the the top floor, and then we have all the departments in the same building. So it's very very nice. So he came down and said, ah, it's not working. The new design, it's too too pale. People don't click on the buy button. You need to change the color and so on. And we said, ah, that can't be true. It can't be the color itself. So let's just dive into it and ask some people. And, and we looked at this hot jar, this uh, heat map of where people are going. And we noticed a lot of men were just coming in, go to the shop page, find the ring they wanted, and then click on buy. Hmm. And they clicked on buy again and they clicked on buy a third time. And then they realized there was a small drop down on top of it where they need to pick the size of the ring they were buying. And that's oh. where that's where most people, at least all men I know, freezes. And this is what they did. They just stopped, the mouse was just completely still and then the browser shut down. So, so obviously the product wasn't finding the buy button and clicking on it. The problem was that they didn't know the size of the loved one's ring finger and what mm. side of ring they needed. So, and I think that's about identifying a human problem. So so the problem wasn't changing the color or designing something. It was, it was solving a problem with something. So what we did was create a small app for the phone where you could steal a ring from your loved one and place it on the screen and you could see the size. And then of course also buy a competitor's product. But I mean, you win some, you lose some. And the best part was that once we did it, we didn't really plan for it. It wasn't part of our marketing plan. We we did it very simple. It's starting spreading. So so people, uh, mostly women, were just uh, sharing the app uh, on on Instagram to to and say, "Hey Thomas, I think this is something for you." And now there's no excuse or something like that. So it's really really an easy way to get that reach. And we were we were actually solving a problem for our customers instead of just doing marketing. So so that's one of the things I also try to teach at at the school is is try to to help your customers customers or your customer solve something maybe they have a problem that you can solve with your with your product or your marketing instead of just you know doing a big billboard or something like that so yeah so so i think that's a great example of, of when you're in-house and you're not limited to being a graphic designer or a, a copywriter that you can actually you know talk to people and just try to figure out what the problem is and try to solve it together that is brilliant <laughs> i love that ring idea that's amazing how often would you say you use technology and AI. Is it increasing more as the years go on in your stuff? 
Yeah, I think I, I use AI every day. So, I mean, I use it for brainstorming. One of our agencies were launching a, an electric car brand for a, a Chinese brand, and mm -hmm. it wasn't really picking up. So, so that's a great example of using, you know, chat GPT or any AI actually being. Yeah, so, so they were launching a, a, an electric car brand for a Chinese uh, yeah, car brand. And it wasn't really picking up. So they start using it and asking questions on uh, why don't people like to buy Chinese electric car brands? Or what's the what's the biggest friction towards buying a, a Chinese car brand? And getting and, and that's just a, an, an example of how people are using it now to to get ideas to get that starting point, maybe not solving the problem, but 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 getting from from a blank piece of paper to something you can start on. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so I mean, it's mostly in the idea phase and the copywriting phase right now that we are, we're using uh, AI. That's interesting. I feel like every day I turn around, there's an, another application of AI that I didn't even remotely consider. So it's interesting to hear that you use it in your work, especially for brainstorming, because I feel like that's a good starting point for people who get, I guess, that paralysis of a blank page where you just kind of look at something and don't know where to begin. So I did want to go ahead and just kind of talk about what would you say one of the biggest lessons you have learned over your time working with companies and experiencing things and I know that you said you you may have said it earlier that you like go on guest tours and like speak with people as well so like what was your biggest lesson as you've grown in your career actually I would say now I'm, I'm coming back to some of the things we talked about earlier but one of the biggest things is actually learning about methodologies to creating getting ideas so so find your workflow I mean I talk to all creative people who said, ah, yeah, you know, I, I read some about it and then I go down and have a cigarette or something like that. And that's not really a method in in, in my opinion. It's also dangerous and uh, shouldn't do that. Uh, but so so for me, it, it, it start mapping out, say, what kind of, there are different ways to to get ideas. How do you how do you find your your method to actually getting something done? And it's really scary having that white Peter piece of paper. So so trying to get something on the on the yeah on the desk or on the walls or something like that. Um, so that's that's one of my main things. The other one is don't jump. I, I sound really old when I say all this about data and stuff, but don't jump to the computer, you know, no matter what you're doing, try to sketch it out. If Even if you're bad at drawing, I mean, a, a bad drawing with a good idea is still better than something that looks amazing, but is kind of sketchy in the, you know, the idea when once you, you start looking at it, you can really make things look great with no idea. But if you, if you can people, if people will buy in on your bad sketch with a shitty headline, uh, no, a great headline line in, in black black ink then it will be good no matter who, who does it afterwards so so i would say try to, to 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 walk away from the computer put down your phone for a while and actually yeah do it in in by hand uh, at first that's that's really my main trip <laughs> tip to uh to 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 yeah, to, to both uh, students and, and to my own employees. So speaking of your own employees, what's next for your company? What are you guys looking forward to in the future? So, uh, I mean, at the moment, we are only in Scandinavia. We have a production company in, in Vietnam uh, where mm -hmm. we do a lot of 3D animations and, and stuff. But, but we're really moving on uh, outside Scandinavia. Uh, the book's been translated to German, which is... Mm -hmm. 
this is scary because I don't know any German, so so it's going to be difficult to 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 give a talk there. Uh, but we're also moving into to the U.S. and to U.K. as well. So that's that's the, I mean, in terms of of just expanding what we're doing. Then we're also looking into different models. We we mm -hmm. very much like to be we call it anti-fragile. So don't 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 and and optimistic. So don't necessarily what got us here and our model is not necessarily what will will bring us on so so right now we're looking into to to be more build a more flexible setup hiring uh remote workers uh, that we can that can help so even though we call it in-house not necessarily be on the the premises of the company but just working on that one brand and and be you know on fully onboarded in that brand but not necessarily staying in in that city where it where it is so, so, so being more flexible, I think, is, is one of the things that we are really looking into. And then, of course, more tools, AI. I think that's where the big, the big change is, is, is right now. I mean, we can see that we can do more in terms of images. There are just some regulations that we are a bit scared of in terms of, of our, mm -hmm. uh, our current setups. But, but using it for explaining an idea, uh, for, for doing something that we can test with audiences. I mean, that's, that's really where we are using uh yeah image generating uh tools right now um so yeah so ai uh, of course and then also being able to work remote building in-house teams that not necessarily sits in the same premises as the company that's awesome well what about you yourself what's next for you another book in the works or yeah. anything exciting actually there is yeah i thought i had the manuscript manuscript here so i am actually working on on a book i thought i would i was further and then i start reading it here in the vacation uh, that kind of you know and i realized some of it was really shitty so <laughs> i have to redo some of it but that's uh and it's really working talking about it's called at the moment a working title called a creativity within so how do you work when people and when companies start to bring in more creative people how do you how do you manage that because it's a different kind of of a breed, a different kind of talent that you bring in in a in a corporate world. How do you work with the creative guys over here and the corporate world over here? Mm -hmm. um, so so yeah, so so I'm I'm working on that. Uh, it's 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 kind of diverse at the moment. So uh, but it's it will come out in in I would say May or April or May or something like that. Uh, where oh, wow. I'm, I'm almost done. It's just when I start reading it, I need to change something. But it's it's both the the, the methods. So how do you actually do it yourself how do you teach creativity to your employees but also why you know how do you explain the mm -hmm. importance of being creative to the guys in the suits and ties and so on so it's also about how do you measure creativity how do you show that that impact to to yeah to to the, the business people because i think that's also where creative people struggle when they move into the corporate world hopefully another guide for people like myself <laughs> no that's awesome i mean congratulations you said you were almost not done and then you said mate that is very close to the end so congrats oh, I, 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 I was done i think there's like 320 pages but oh, then wow. when you read start reading it again you know and re-editing and so on you realize there's something you need to switch and that's things you need to take out it's 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 a very normal process but it's just not it's, it's not as fun as writing <laughs> yeah i totally understand i'm the same way when i'm doing my research on an episode it's fun to do the writing but then you got to go in and look for the grammar problems half of the problem when you're writing so you're 
we're doing this based off of your experience in the field and within your professional world and that's how you're kind of channeling it into your books or are you going out and doing research and studies or are you doing kind of a mixture of everything when you're doing uh, your material uh, so it's, it's this one's a bit different so there's actually a lot of, of studies in this because i also had to understand how other people are working with it so so even though that's not it, it's a combination of how do you work with creativity in an advertising marketing context, of course, um, but it's also an in and in house. So I so both our own study where we talk to yeah, more than thousand people on the the challenges they face uh, having an in house agencies, how they are organized, and so on. So actually, there's a study in here, and there's a lot of book reading on on yeah human behavior and uh, creativity as such, and yeah. So so this one's different because the first two books were more focused or based. On, on on my own experience and 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 actually just being writing down all the the mistakes I made uh, along the way so people shouldn't have to do them themselves. That's awesome. I have a very silly question I ask all of my guests on the show. So if you had an unlimited budget and a client who was willing to give you free reigns over the scopes and parameters of your project, what would your dream project look like? Whether it's marketing, a house, a landscape, any sort of project. I'm gonna stay in my marketing world and I would do something, you know, if it was a, a marketing project and I had, I would do something something spectacular. I mean, look at what uh, Red Bull is doing. They do crazy stuff. They don't never do marketing. They always do something like, uh, what's his name, Felix, something jumping out of a, a, oh, yeah. a, a balloon or uh, something crazy like that. And, and everybody will notice that. So so instead of, you know, instead of spending all your money on, on small banners and, and, and social media posts, I would do something big. Uh, and I don't have that idea right now uh, or the budget. <laughs> no, I totally understand. Where can everybody find you, find your company, or if they would like to buy your book and learn more, where can they get that information? So, yeah, so our company is called Site, mm -hmm. C, dot agency, even though we're not really an agency, but that's... We didn't have the .com. Or they can uh, they can Google the Win Win House. Okay. Also the or WinWinHouse.com, which is the book. So I think that's the easiest. Or they can reach out on LinkedIn, um, and I will answer questions. I always do that uh, whenever people want advice or, or need anything. Just reach out. I'm happy to help. So if they have questions or so on, or, or want the report once it's done, it's gonna be. We're still needing need a few days, but uh, it will be done in in March. So and that's a lot of interesting insights in that one. I think. Well, that's awesome. Well, I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining. This has been a great talk. Is there any sort of last minute things or topics you wanted to talk about or any any last parting thoughts? No, I mean, I mean, if you're just coming into marketing, I, I think everybody should actually do that. Do this. So I'm part of a small startup in, in the US called Data Classroom. Mm -hmm. And we don't have any money on <laughs> apart from what we put in ourselves. And that's really a great lesson. So, you know, when I work with big companies like Lego or something like that, you always have big budgets. Mm -hmm. But it's actually really something you can learn from to 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 have something and spend your own money on a, you know, say this headline is funny, but is it like a hundred dollars funny, hundred dollars of my own funny, or or do I wanna go 
safe because it, it it teaches you a lot about how you know how things work how the platforms work what's possible and so on so so find your own niche project uh do something and try to sell it and try to to use your own money and and learn from that i would i would say that's the greatest advice i give my students is just try set up an account and try to test out and see what what's actually possible uh yeah and 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 how and and how great are your ideas are you willing to to put your your money where your where your your mouth is um sorry that's not the saying well thank you so much for being on the show i greatly appreciate it it's been great to have you thank you so much for joining me again just remember that there is another episode coming out at the same time on the oldest park in the world so please make sure to go check that out i will have links to his book as well as his sites and all of Casper's information on the blog post within 24 hours. Check out the website to learn more. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe everywhere you get your podcast from. You can find me on Instagram at Architecture Coffee and Ink. Email the show at Architecture Coffee and Ink at gmail.com or check out the blog at Architecture Coffee and Ink.com. Architecture Coffee and Ink is a Hollywood C Studios LLC production. I'm excited to be with all my designers streamers and DIY enthusiasts next time. But in the meantime, may your coffee mugs be full and your inkwells never run dry. Yeah.